Welcome to the Fitness Canner Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Feigl. I'll be bringing you the truth about exercise by interviewing fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, as well as fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders. Hopefully you take this info and apply it to have a better, healthier, and happier lifestyle. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Fitness Candor Podcast. It is episode 49, almost the lucky number 50. Almost. You're so close, Courtney. You're so close. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't giving out prizes anyway, but that's okay. Um, my guest today is is Courtney Thomas. She is, it actually might be quicker if I just tell people what you aren't instead of what you actually are. You're a personal trainer, you're a running coach, and you're a, a virtual or online trainer too, um, among many other things. You've been featured in places like Shape Magazine, uh, Alive, Details, Women's Health, Ask Men, Newsweek, and Runner's World. Uh, if you need to, you need to slow down and let the rest of us catch up. Is really what it sounds like. <laughs> like you're you're all over the place, which is awesome. But putting out a bunch of good information, and uh, I know you're going to have some valuable uh, stuff to to give to the listeners. So tell us a little bit about a little bit more in detail about about yourself. Uh, fill in some blanks for us. All right. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really pumped. Um, So I'll kind of start a little bit from the beginning. Um, Myself, just Courtney, not the trainer and all the other stuff. um, I actually kind of came into this whole world as a person who was totally not familiar with it at all. Actually, Um, I didn't, you know, play sports or do a lot of athletic stuff or any of that stuff when I was younger, um, really in my kind of mid twenties ish, I, uh, got into fitness as a, you know, quote unquote fitness industry type of stuff, you know, like formally working out and that kind of stuff. Um, actually my husband kind of got me into it. Um, and as we did that, um, I picked up running at some point and that's really when I kind of, uh, got opened up to the world of fitness and everything. And that's when I decided, um, to make a career change and, um, got into personal training. Uh, and of course kind of started off as a lot of people do, uh, with group fitness. And, uh, so I was into spinning first and then became a personal trainer. And, um, I spent a couple of years in a, in a facility in St. Louis, one of the better facilities in St. Louis, Missouri. One of the um, better, one of the better cities in the country. Oh my, <laughs> strong. Yes. Uh, um, so I was there and as I was there, you know, I learned a ton, got a lot of experience um, training clients anywhere from, um, you know, athletes in middle school and high school to uh, one of my very favorite clients. I'll remember her forever. She was in like her late seventies and she loved to lift weights and her favorite exercise was the bench press. So oh, wow. Yeah, my clients really spanned the gamut, and I got a lot of experience there. And as I did that, I was, of course, experimenting myself, um, you know, with different types of lifting. And I was really into endurance running at the time, too, so kind of experimenting with both of those things and um, becoming exposed to more and more resources and, you know, great coaches in the industry and um, things like Girls Gone Strong, stuff like that, just really kind of 
broadening my spectrum a little bit. And that's when I decided to start my own business. Um, so it's going to be four years this year that, uh, I've been doing this on my own and, um, you know, did a lot of in-home training and really kind of coming to people and making, you know, the fitness that they wanted fit into their world. And that's really kind of one of my guiding, you know, values for my business is like, it does not have to be a cookie cutter thing that you have to stick to that's super regimented. It's like, what do you like and how can we make it work for you? Um, so, you know, that's kind of a big thing for me. And then, uh, on my end, somewhere along the line over a couple of those years, I, uh, got into hypertrophy training Mm -hmm. and, um, that really kind of has become like my baby and my little world, you know, it really changed my life. Not only my body, obviously my physique, like I put on a ton of muscle and it really agrees with me and I really enjoy that kind of training. Um, and, uh, I've kind of my way to, um, delivering that to clients in, in such a way that they really enjoy too. Again, it's, a fun kind of training that, you know, certainly it's not for everybody. I would never say that, but it's been a little bit of my uh, niche, you know, to um, help people with those kind of goals, you know, because you can really do a lot physically, but then also it's just a fun kind of training. You can get really experiment with different things, feel different things um, and, you know, make physical progress. But then also, of course, that spills out into every aspect of life because you got to be consistent, you got to be dedicated, you know, and all that stuff obviously is good stuff for the rest of life too. So, um, somehow that ended up with, um, again, a lot of my business being kind of focused on this whole concept of big arms, big life. And that's kind of, (laughs) kind of, uh, where I am now, um, which is really helping people to find the kind of fitness that they enjoy and, um, creating a life that they love. That's awesome. Big arms, big life. I got to write that down. I got to, like, <laughs> that's a hashtag I'm sure too, right? And you've it, got that it, hashtag. That's my hashtag. Yep. That's right. <laughs> big arms, big life. Got it. Okay, cool. I wanted to, I just want to make a note on that so I don't forget it later. Um, no, that's kind of cool. I like hearing people's stories because it's, you know, like you said, a lot of people come from that athletic background. Um, you know, maybe they not necessarily play college sports, but if they do, you know, they, they get introduced into that exercise science realm. But it's, mm-hmm. it's funny how fitness plays such an important part in everybody's life that gets into it. You know, just like like you said, running. Or if it's, for some people, it might be yoga. Some people, maybe it's mm-hmm. just strictly strength training. Or maybe rehabbing an injury got them into it. So it's kind of, yeah. it's cool. It's unique how everybody kind of comes into their own with that. Um, explain, go into a little more about what you mentioned, how you help people find how fitness fits into their life. Because it, it, do, it, it does span the gamut. Everything that... Mm-hmm. I really feel like if, if a person is working hard in the gym, you can really kind of see a glimpse into how they handle the rest of their life. Um, and vice versa too. You know, if you meet somebody yeah. that's, that's outside, you know, that if, if they can, if they put a ton of focus into whatever it is, their family, their church, their, you name it, their job, more than likely that's going to transfer into the gym. Not all the time, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the time. So so dive a little deeper into that. How do you help people find that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, it, for me, it kind of starts with like being a little bit put off sometimes with there being this sort of like expectation, like you have to do X, Y, or Z, or this method or this whatever is really trendy. So you should do it and you should do it four times a week, every single, you know, whatever for however long, like, and that whole idea 
is so finite. And a lot of times with my clients, I talk about like, it's not before and after, like you're a continual human, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's not like you do a 12 week program and then you're just done. And I think a lot of people kind of fall into that trap. So what I try to do is really just work with people and talk to them a lot about starting of course, with what their goals are physically and otherwise, and then kind of digging deeper into why that's their goal. And then like learning about their life, you know, like a lot of my clients, I work with them at home or again, virtually like, so I want to learn about what their week looks like, what their day looks like, how their kids are right now, what, Mm -hmm. how much time they spend in the drop off line. Like, you know, like what kind of things come up because I'm not going to sit here and say like, well, you know, to meet your goal, you can only do this program and it's going to take you an hour a day, five days a week (laughs) for the next, you know, 16 weeks or whatever. When they can't realistically make that happen, it's not going to happen, you know? So I'm really big on like figure out that life piece first. And then what can we make work for you that's going to get you toward your goal? It might not happen overnight, But it's going to create this lifestyle where you can, like you said, like you're working hard in all these other parts of your life. And let's transfer a little bit of that toward your physical goals, you know, whether it's health or weight loss or, you know, better sleep or stress management. It could be any of those things, you know, and a lot of times it comes down to some consistency, So with that, again, it kind of becomes like creating like, what are the, you know, how does this person like to move? What do they enjoy? Like, you know, it's always kind of that trick with, um, you know, with training clients of like giving them a little bit of what they think they want and then giving them a little bit of what you know they need. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of combining that to like trick them into maybe liking other things that you know are appropriate for their goals or, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, you know, and again, like really, instead of forcing things, fitting things more complementary together really goes a long way. And I'm yep. like huge on that. You've got to like what you're doing in order to do it, or you're just not going to do it period. And then you're not going to have any success. And then here you are back in that finite program cycle that up and down that, Oh, I did it all. And then I quit, you know, like, so, um, it's, and you know, with that, it's certainly different for everybody, but I'm pretty big on like, let's like figure out actually what's going to work, not just take this thing that might not be good for you. Yeah. Cause there's not a one size fits all. First of all, I mean, we, we, we know that. So some things are good for most people like strength training, like, uh, stretching, like cardio. Yeah. Like we, we know those things work, but it's finding the way to implement those things into the people that we work with. Right. Yes. And you brought up yes. a good, you brought up a good, you know, something that when, when I first started in, in, in the industries, like over 10 years ago, I, people walked in the door and it was like, look, it's my way or the highway. Honestly. Yeah. Like that's, yep. that's honestly how I was. I'm like, you came to me, I'm the professional, shut your mouth. <laughs> And listen to me, like, this is going to, and you know, like people will, you will get results that way. You will, you, but you also, you also don't learn about the person and you don't help them in a lot of other ways. They might need help, you know, like there's no, there's no big connection there. So, you know, to kind of take a step back and like you said, learn about their daily commute, like how stressed are they on their way Mm -hmm. uh, into work? Even if it's not into the gym that day. You know, learn about their stress levels, learn about their nutrition, learn about yep. a lot of different things. I mean, all of that is, is encompassing. Like our what are they what are they missing 
you know, not every time you step in the gym doesn't need to be an ass kicking. Exactly. You know, like I've got people that I could drive into the ground every single yep. time they come in. And I love working, I love working with everybody that I work with, but just, you know, disclaimer, but the people yeah. that, you know, but you know, the people that come in that are, that are unbroken, that are young, healthy, former athletes, and will just do whatever you want. It's so yep. fun to train those people for that reason. But even those people don't need to get it handed to them every single time they step in the door. You know, right. like yeah. you don't think about just what's on the outside, what's on the inside too, what's happening to their central nervous system, what's happened to yeah. their stress levels. Like there's a lot of things that take in consideration. I mean, yeah. so I'm really glad you said that. Um, there, there's, to, to kind of go along with that, when, you, when you're finding the, the right quote unquote fit uh, for an exercise program, uh, and I do want to dive into like the running aspect because I know mm -hmm. you're, you're a running coach also. Where do you where do you start with someone uh, when they first walk in the door? What's your beginning protocol? Honestly, I usually ask them what they've been doing, what they have done, what they've what has worked for them, what has not worked for them, and I always ask, what do you like to do and what do you not like to do? Because again, I want to know like if they've already found something that they like, so maybe I can continue to incorporate elements of that or maybe not. And sometimes people are like really, you know, adamant about something one way or the other, or sometimes they kind of leave it up to me. Um, you know, and if that's the case, then I dig deeper into the goals and I'm like, okay, here's what I think is really going to work. Like, okay, you're telling me you're overall healthy. Like you said, you're unbroken. We don't have to worry about that. You maybe want a little bit of fat loss. You want to, you know, work on some physique stuff and maybe body recomp, whatever. Okay, cool. Let me put you on this, like, super fun bro program. You're going to love it. Like, you know, I mean, Sums out, guns if, out. yes, exactly. <laughs> and you know, maybe they're open to that. A lot of times I, you know, it, it certainly, like you said, it depends on the person, but like if somebody gives me carte blanche, like I'm going to go based on again, like kind of where they're at, what they've done, what their goals are and like, let's start here. And a lot of times I think further ahead, you know, like we're going to start here for, you know, four, six, eight weeks. And then next, I know I'm going to do this already because I think this is going to be a good progression or, you know, whatever. Um, and to, it, it usually depends. A lot of times I ask people like what they prefer or, um, you know, if they're open or like, like a total body workout versus a split workout better kind of determine like what their schedule looks like. Cause like, I'm not going to put somebody on a split, you know, like a four day split or something. If they're not super consistent, you know, like I'm going to put them on total body workouts. So if Absolutely. they miss two of them a week, then it doesn't really matter. They're still going to make progress, you know? So, um, that's, that's definitely a big one. Um, and then typically, unless obviously it's a running client, um, I'm going to like kind of add that cardio piece last. Like, do you have a fat loss goal or do you have a cardiovascular fitness goal? Are you sure. planning on incorporating like a race or something like that? Otherwise it's kind of like, let's really focus on this strength training stuff. Cause that yes. still is like, I, I obviously, because I, like, it's what I specialize in. I certainly don't get a lot of women anymore who are like afraid of doing a lot of strength training. But still, there's like a little bit of resistance to the idea that this is the thing that's going to help you get toward these goals you have in your mind. Right. <laughs> like, you know, I kind of say that a lot, like, 
again, let's, let's maybe throw in one or two little cardio sessions. You don't need a lot. Let's focus on the lifting. That's going to make a really big impact toward mm -hmm. what you're telling me, you know, out of your mouth that you want me to help you with, you know? So, right. um, that's kind of the big priority, but then I, I get a lot of feel from the client of what they don't like, what they do, how much time they have. That's obviously a big thing too. You know, yep. there's a big difference like you said, between people, again, especially with the online, because I'm working very much within their realm, you know, some people go to the gym, some people work out at home, some people it's like, I need a workout to do during nap time. So it's got to be 30 minutes. And that's it. You know, and right. so that's what I give them, then they get something that's more highly metabolic type of thing. You know, I don't give them a long, you know, thing with straight sets and yada yada but like if somebody's like well I usually like to work out for an hour I'm like all right let's do this you know so that's it just kind of um depends on what you know what little details that mm -hmm. I can piece out piece out from them right the little details definitely matter for sure yep so you mentioned the the running program piece which mm -hmm. you know we're getting to that time of year when people and I, I don't know about where, where you're at right now but you know we've had some pretty funky weather one day it's like 70 and all of a sudden every freaking person's up. But today it's, you know, like in the upper twenties to thirties and like nobody's out, but you got people, you know, on the treadmill and stuff and they're getting ready for, yep. um, the five K's coming up and things like that. The marathons, everything that's going to be happening pretty soon. So take us through, um, what a running program looks like. And, and it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't need to necessarily focus on like what the strength training aspect is mm -hmm. in particular, but, um, kind of the blend of the two. What, how do you get somebody started with that? Um, I mean, certainly depends on if someone is coming to me and they're like, I want to start a running program. You know, I'm very much a beginner. You know, if it's something in that case, then I always, always start with a walk run. There's like this, this is another thing in the running world. There's like a super resistance against like ever walking if you're a runner. Right, right. And there's something very wrong with that. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. You definitely have to be open to that. That's like saying I'm never going to go lighter on my weights. Like that's just not possible. You know, there are so many factors at play. Anyway, yep. so walk run is always a good place to start with like very beginner clients who want to start this as something new. Um, and I typically work people up on that in intervals, build the intervals until we're up to um, 30 minutes, three times a week. Okay. at like just an easy pace. And I always am going to start people off with a base of like that low intensity steady state, just, you know, very, very easy conversational pace. That's my number one key thing that I always like harp into people, new and experienced runners, like especially almost with more, the more experienced runners. I'm like, how much time are you spending at conversational pace? Like how, what percentage of your mileage a week are you spending at conversational? And they usually like, look at me like, uh, not what? a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, well let's go there. So, um, that's a really important thing, uh, with any, any kind of endurance stuff is like, make sure that base is there. The base is super important. It's, it's just exactly what it says. It's a base that you build on and you have to have that first instead of everything at 80%, you know, you'll right. burn out there and everything. So usually, um, if it is a more experienced runner coming to me, you know, maybe it's like somebody who's like, Oh, I run a few times a week. I want to run a half marathon. Um, then, you know, typically I go for a three to four day a week running program with, again, like, I mean, pr 
anywhere from 60 to 80% at that conversational low intensity pace. Um, and really just grooving that system and building mitochondria. <laughs> like that's, that's everything you want. Um, and then typically add in, uh, next a threshold or a tempo run. Um, and for some people when that's new, if they're not already doing that, that is like such a hard run to learn, to learn, to really like keep that even comfortably hard pace. Um, and so sometimes I build that in with intervals and then sometimes if it's a more experienced runner, you know, they can maybe jump into a 20 minute threshold run, you know, kind of just depending on where they're at. Um, and beyond that, again, then you can delve into the further realms of, you know, different intervals or even repetitions or, you know, kind of just depends on what length of a race someone might be working on. You know, again, if it's a, if it's a, your typical like half marathoner and somebody comes to me, a lot of times I work with, I tend to work with people who are kind of like right in the middle of things. Like maybe they have run a, you know, a two fifteen half marathon and they want to get under two hours. And if they're coming to me within a reasonable time frame, not like six weeks from now, <laughs> I'm like, okay, like, yeah, let's build this over, you know, 12 weeks or something like that. We can do that. Like you're going to have to push, but here, let's do it. Um, you know, so very, that kind of average, um, you know, middle of the packer, um, you know, then again, it becomes like, let's make sure that the base is where it should be. And you've got a really good cardio system running. And then like, let's, you know, start to add in those, um, other, you know, faster elements and everything. Um, but a lot of times it's like, you know, sometimes people will be like, Oh, you're a running coach or you're a runner or whatever. Like, are you going to Boston or, you know, all this stuff? <laughs> right. And I'm like, dude, I can't even dream of doing that. Like, no, I'm not doing track workouts every other day, you know, and most of my clients aren't either. It might be a once a week thing. Um, cause that's just not for everybody. Um, so, you know, again, kind of depends on the level where, um, somebody is at, but it could be anywhere from starting with a walk run and like really just getting that, um, you know, easy conversational pace into then adding in quote unquote workouts, yep. you know, and starting to kind of push that threshold up. So what about rest days? Because you, 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 uh, you hit on it a little bit about how it's, you know, kind of relating back to when people, people kind of shun, uh, the run walk. I feel like, <laughs> especially in runner's world, the runner's world, it's, it's like you don't take a rest day. You know, because even if even if you're not even if you're not running, then it's like uh, I'm gonna do something else that's yep. you know completely off the charts, and it's yep. like uh, it's hard to get through to those. And those people are in, in every sport or in every yep. event. I mean, even just regular strength training. You know, yep. days off is when everything sinks in and your body makes the progress. Yes. So, so how do you get that through to the people you train? Well, um, I have recently kind of leaned into my, uh, <laughs> tough love coaching status. I require a full day off total rest day. Awesome. Like I don't I, like, I just straight out the gate. I always tell people when I'm setting up their schedule, whatever, like you're going to work out four or five days a week. Or, you know, if you want to add a yoga on a six day, whatever, you must take a day off. There is no negotiation when it comes to that, to that. And that can be for a strength client, a hybrid client, a running client, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Everybody gets one full rest day. And like I said, that does not even include your yoga that you think is not stressful or taxing. Like it is, I just don't want you to move. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. So, um, 
And, you know, I have had people that I've really had to, like you said, you, it is sometimes very difficult to get that buy-in from clients because again, that's one of those things. It's like this expectation, this thing that's like, go, 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 like no pain, no gain. And you're like, no, 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 actually like we don't want that. I hate that term. (laughs) I know. know, Me too. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and you know, there are certain very popular modalities of exercise uh, that have their own special gyms that Mm. kind of, you know, like (laughs) encourage that mindset where people are like, Oh, but I shouldn't, but I should always be doing something intense. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like that's when you're, that's when your muscles grow. That's when your cells grow. That's when you get better and faster is when you recover. So, um, yeah, I always require one full rest day, off of everything. Um, and then, um, you know, again, for runners, like if somebody is cool with extra mileage, if they're doing marathon or half marathon training or whatever, like if they want to train, you know, or run four to five days a week and their body can handle it fine. And they're not getting fatigued fine. Again, the majority of the mileage is going to be that easy stuff to recover from. Um, not as many hard workouts. Um, you know, and then I might, depending on the person too, too, if they're into hybrid training or whatever, then certainly I'm stacking things for the most optimal recovery throughout the week and everything, um, you know, and kind of playing with that little puzzle. So, um, yeah, no, the, the rest is important. Super important. And that that goes along with, you kind of touched on a little bit, the, the, uh, nutrition aspect too, Mm -hmm. you know, that comes in, especially on the rest days. Um, I mean, being fueled for, for regular workout days are also important, but, um, Mm -hmm. The rest days are equally as important. So the the missing puzzle, I think, that a lot of if you're if a person is a very avid runner, and maybe we're starting mm-hmm. to kind of break the mold now. Yeah. Uh, the more information coming out, more scientific data and research, how important strength training is for especially for endurance athletes overall. Yep. Right? So yeah. one thing that I try to drive home with people is well, there's a there's a couple of things, but like the it's it's funny because they some people have it in their mind still that one pound of of muscle, or excuse me, one pound of fat. Oh, right. What am I? What am I trying to say here? I'm like blanket. I'm not getting ahead of myself. One pound of, of muscle is greater than one pound of fat. I'm like, no, it's right. One pound is one pound. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Th- think about what think about what moves your skeletal system. It's the muscle, yeah. not the fat. Right. So like I, I put it in the, in context like that, and um. And then some people like some people just clicks like oh yeah, yeah muscles really are moving my skeletal system, which is taking a pounding when I'm running. And if I want to become a better runner, and reduce injury, I have to increase my my lean muscle. So yes. what what are some of your tactics that that you try to drive home with your clients? Yeah, with strength training. Yeah, that like you said, that's still it's it's becoming. Um, Running athletes, endurance runners are becoming a little bit more open to it as um, some of the more popular pro runners have talked about strength training more. Um, Even the people who still like kind of fall into that like, you know, super lean, small endurance runner body, they still talk about and show and release pictures and all that kind of stuff of them. Um, in the weight room, which I think is inspiring, you know, kind of the average person who's running, which is good. Um, cause we all, you know, a lot of people, a lot of us, we take our cues from those people that we look up to in our sport, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's a good thing. You know, even Shalane Flanagan on the women's side, Ryan Hall recently put on like 30 pounds of muscle or something like that. Like Whoa. he's, 
I don't think he's pro racing anymore, but still like he's very involved in the running community and it was like a huge deal. So, um, you know, that stuff is really good. And then you mentioned injury prevention too. And that's something that I, you know, like nobody really wants to hear that cause like they're not injured right now, but running endurance running has the highest rate of injury of any sport, yep. any sport. I mean, that's insane. And people don't think about it because they're like, well, anybody runs. We all run. Like, I can go for a jog. You can go for a jog. Like, oh, football players get hurt all the time. And I'm like, no, no, no. Actually, runners get hurt all the time. Like, all the time. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And then, you know, never fails. I've had clients. I've had a lot of friends. I used to uh, own a running club in St. Louis, actually. And it was like every other week somebody was, you know, training for something and coming in and like, oh, well, you know, my knee kind of feels funny. And I'm like, yeah, I bet it does. Like, <laughs> so it used to drive me nuts because I kind of kept things separate, like that I was a personal trainer and a running coach, like, and mm. just had this as like a fun run thing. But like, then some of the people knew and some of the people were my friends and I was like, you know, you could talk to me about this stuff, right? Like I could keep you from being injured. Nobody would ever ask me. But anyway, yeah. um, so, you know, a lot of times I kind of take that angle. Like I want you to stay healthy and I want you to be able to keep doing this. So we're going to need to do something. And with, you know, the rates of injury being so high, it's like even the littlest thing can really actually help. You know, if I can get one of my endurance runners to add even one lifting session, that's just some core, some stability, that's huge. And some glute, that's even bigger. I'm happy if I can get them to spend 20 to 30 minutes a week, like doing just some core and glute and hip stability stuff, like it improves so much if I can get them to do two sessions even better if I can get them to actually like go to the gym for a full body weight training session that's like that's harder you know for the buy-in but a lot of people if I can get them to do that they notice the difference and the impact like almost immediately in their running I actually one of my like favorite overall success stories and clients I just love her like she so she was working with a with a running coach and I would basically call her like an amateur. Like she pretty much placed top three in all the major races in St. Louis. Like, so she was like way up there and she had, you know, had a good coach, whatever, but like, um, she was just getting run into the ground really. And she had continual injuries. She was very fatigued all the time. We met at some like networking event or something like this. And I had on a tank top and she was like, Oh my God, like, I love your arms and your shoulders. Like you're a runner. (laughs) Yeah. I also lift weights a lot. Like, so anyway, she like hooked up, reached out to me and was like, Hey, I want to, you know, maybe add some stuff in. I want to get stronger because I feel like it's affecting my running. I'm not as strong as I could be. And over time we worked together for probably about six months or so. She, it was like every single week she had another breakthrough. Like my glutes were so sore, but then two days later, my run was like crazy. I've picked up this much pace. I feel so strong. My stride is better and longer and faster and quick, like just all this stuff. And she had such big breakthroughs and felt so good. And her running improved like off the charts from adding a bunch of strength and stability work. Um, you know, so it really, and, and again, that was, with a very high level runner. 
you know, so for the average person too, it's surprising how much it will improve, even if you just kind of like to race once a month on the weekends kind of thing, you know, so. Yeah, definitely. There's, well, there's a lot to be said for, for the average person who wants to get into, cause, cause that person's going to be kind of probably dabbling anyway, right? Yep. So they're going to be taking yep. like a class here, a class there and, yes. and this and that. So if, but if they really put in, um, if they, if a, if a person who's serious about their running, if they put that kind of focus into seriously two 30 minute <laughs> yeah. full body strength, it doesn't have to be multiple sets. One no, good yep. f- solid set of like 15 to 20 repetitions of exercises yep. head to toe, start with the large muscle groups, work your way up to the small muscle groups and, and just rest and then repeat, run, strength train, rest, repeat, run. It, yep. it, it's crazy how many times I've heard that from runners, how they feel, they can feel because they're so aware of how they, yes. how their lower body, especially the lower body, maybe their upper back and their traps and thoracic, yeah. the whole nine yards. But yeah. when they can actually feel their stride hitting firmer and they're pushing and they're pulling better through their, yep. through their stride, I mean, that, that just makes all the difference. And you're kind of like, I, I don't want to say I told you so, but, <laughs> but, but, it, yeah. you know, but really though, cause, because then they be, then, then it gets them or number one, that creates buy-in, which is great, yeah. you know, to, to your program or to just extra, more strength training in general, but that yeah. also improves their, their overall daily life and function. Cause you know that just be their running becomes better, but you know, they're also going to be just an overall healthier, happier person. So, Oh my gosh, absolutely. I mean, that goes, that goes without saying, I guess, but, um, so when I, when I hear the word core, I, I kind of cringe a little bit because like we, (laughs) cause everybody's got the idea of like, they, they see, they think of core and all of a sudden they they automatically think of like ripped abs, right? Mm -hmm. But we're we're talking about core. we're, We're talking about abdominals, your, your mid back down to your glutes. And which mm-hmm. you, you mentioned that in the hamstring. So can you dive into a little bit more of how important those muscle groups are, not, not just for runners, but just for the general public? Uh, well, I mean, what we call it pretty much explains it. You know, this is yeah. the core of everything you do. Like right. how you move comes from this section of your body. I was hoping you were going to say something exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> and that was perfect. Yeah. So, um, obviously it's important again, to have this be a very, very strong and stable base to move from. Um, and you're very right. A lot of times people are like, Oh, like, but I want visible abs. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I get it. You go know, to the, go to the kitchen. Right. Well, yeah, certainly <laughs> right. that's, that's something that has to be part of the conversation. Yeah, that's, um, di- that's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I'm pretty big especially lately, I've found so much success again with, with a lot, definitely with my runners. And then like, even with a lot of just general people and everything, like so much like rotational and anti-rotational strength through the core is like really big. And then obviously on the posterior side, because so many of us are sitting and hunching and all of that all day long. So like you said, even through the mid back and, um, you know, especially the glutes. That's really big. Like glutes and hips. I'm really into glutes and hips. <laughs> yeah, you should be. So definitely, uh, it's it's something that, uh, like I said, the the rotational, the anti rotational, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I put that in 
pretty much everybody's program, you know? And I mean, obviously there are ways that you can adjust that depending on the person's goal. Or like you said, if you want to kick their butt one day, great. You have them do, you know, 20 medicine ball wood chops, you know, with no rat, like versus a more, um, slow and controlled, like half kneeling anti-rotational press kind of thing. Like, so you can kind of adjust it, but you know, have a similar goal there. Um, so yeah, big time. And even like little tweaks I've found, which I, um, learned from another running coach and friend of mine, like stuff like, um, a side plank, for instance, which everybody's like, ah, I can side plank forever. Like it's totally fine. And I'm like, (laughs) have, you can do this for me once set your everything up on the wall. Set your heels on the wall, your hips, your shoulders, your neck, your head, everything goes on the wall. And tell me how easy it is. And they all come back and they're like, what just happened? That was so hard. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, that's like, that's the alignment that we want in your body. That's the core like strength that we want to sit on top of each other, you know, like, so um, even small tweaks and stuff with like that is important for nearly every client, even the ones that like, you know, they do all these crunches or planks or whatever, you know, and you're like, but let's do this and see where your strength lies, you know, and where you're maybe not as strong. So yep. I'm I'm big on like the, the core in 360, you know, all the way, all the way from top to bottom and all the way around. Yep. Oh yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I, I try to stress because the plank, um, you probably remember the article that came out about, you know, how, how much, better the plank was for uh rather than the uh crunch or a sit-up mm-hmm. which which there could be some discussion about that too but mm-hmm. but the uh, the the plank what i really like to do uh to really really just you know if somebody's like man i can plank for like five minutes i'm like all right yeah screw your toes into the ground yeah tighten your hamstrings squeeze your ass cheeks together yep. really pull that belly button to your spine or maybe even go the opposite direction and try to fill that uh, the stomach with, with air and press yeah. and then squeeze the elbows together and try to like, not, not make them touch, but mm-hmm. act like they're trying to squeeze the ground together and then make yep. fists as hard as you can mm-hmm. while trying to keep a relaxed face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's just, a tough one. Yeah. Just, just focus on all that, but keep a relaxed face. Like don't yeah. do it all. I can see your butt squeezing. I can see your hand shaking, yep. but I don't want to see it on your face. And then, you know, then a five minute plank becomes, you know, 45 seconds. But yeah. Not that that's the goal. I'm not saying that we need to smoke people, but <laughs> there's those, those little no, tweaks but- that, that can be, that can be made. Yeah, absolutely. And that's another one of my favorites too. That's that RKC style plank. I yes. I love that tension from head to toe. Like pull, yes. I always cue people like, um, try to pull your elbows and your, and your toes together yep. and squeeze everything. It should be your entire body tension all the way through. And a lot of people, um, they're not familiar with the concept yet of creating tension and then holding the tension. Mm, good point. And, um, that's, that's like the most basic way to do it. And it just can go and transfer beyond that into so many things. Like Dean Somerset is, is like the king of the tension thing, like high tensile strength. Oh my gosh. Like it's insane. You know, for those of us who think that we're like so advanced and we're so strong and all this stuff, like, yeah, do his workshop and then tell me how good you are at holding tension. Like it's so hard. And even like, so I'm just like you, a lot of times I start with that plank and I'm like, I want you to hold this for 10 seconds. 
And, yes, and yep. I'm like, I'm like poking them and prodding them, like squeeze mm-hmm. this, squeeze <laughs> this, squeeze this. And they're like, Oh my God, I can't. And they're shaking. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's awesome. and, yeah. And then you can kind of move on from there. Like that's how I want it to feel. You know, like it's one thing if you sit and rest on your shoulders and toes for five minutes, but like, what's the benefit of that? Right. And then treating it like a rep, Kind of like you were saying, you know, that yeah. 10 seconds yeah. on, then 10 seconds off, 10 seconds yep. on. And then it just yep, that's becomes how I prescribe it. like, like then, then it's like a matter of 12 seconds on 12 seconds yep. off, or, you know, yep. you kind of flip flop back and forth. So, um, while, while we're on the topic, what I, you know, I really like to do, maybe do this too, is if somebody's in that, that plank to really up the ante, let's say somebody can hold like a tension plank for, let's say 60 seconds, which is challenging. So yeah. you, you grab a ball, like a med ball, exercise ball, yep. and you gently press it against one side. And then you just keep that pressure and you rotate it across their lower back onto their glutes, down Oof. their hamstrings, and then go to the other side and then work your way up to the shoulders and then upper back and all the way back down. I mean, that just... When just when they think, or just when you think that they've got it down and they're like locked yeah. on, and then you just up the ante one more time. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I mean, it's it, and that's just added value from a trainer's perspective. But that's yeah. uh, and you just you keep bringing it on and bringing it on. So totally. Um, well, hey, I tell you what, this is in terms of 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 running. Like, I'm I'm not an avid runner, but. Uh, I do train a lot of people who run and I think you've really kind of, you opened my eyes a little bit more to, you know, programming and progressing for them because I, for me, it's, I do a majority of my clients are two to three days a week and, mm-hmm. and I, most of the time it's full body all the way, yeah. right? Depending on, again, depending on the goals. But, yeah. uh, when people, people talk to me about, about how can they implement running? Sometimes I was like, look, you got to go find a running coach. Like I, yeah. I'm a hundred percent in favor of having those back totally. pocket people. Right. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that I got you in my back pocket now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Me too. Thank but you. if other people want to ask you questions, uh, be a little more specific, you know, have questions, comments, concerns, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Um, I, really any of my social media, but I'm pretty big on email. Like I, I check it all the time. I love email. I'm, I'm a weirdo. I know, but it's 2017 um, Courtney. I, I know. Um, uh, and it's just, it's Courtney at CourtneyThomas.com. So really easy. Courtney with a K. Okay. Um, that's probably the quickest and easiest, but I mean, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. I'm kind of on all of those and perfect. Um, I, I love to chat with people about strength training, running, whatever. Yeah. When yeah. it's your, when it's your passion, it's not, it, it doesn't bother you. Right. No. I, mean, I get excited when somebody says to me, well, first of all, I get excited when someone's like, well, I don't want to bother you with this question. I hope I'm not, I hope I'm not aggravating. Yeah. Like, what do you mean aggravating me? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you're not talking to me about mechanics on a car. Like, I don't know anything about that. What right. I do know is what I love to do. So, yeah. you know, pe- people just please understand that if you're talking to a fitness professional and you already know they're passionate and who cares if you've been doing it for 10 hours a day, like I could talk shop at the end of the day, no matter what, you know, yeah. like I, I mean, I could, yeah. I could drag you into another 15 minutes of conversation, I'm sure. But, uh, uh <laughs> yeah, but it's just, you know, reach out and, and make contacts and ask questions, people. That's a yeah. underlying statement for sure. Absolutely. But Courtney, Hey, again, thanks so much for dropping some knowledge on us and we'll talk to you very soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. I loved it. I had so much fun.